Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids playroom or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. Anyway, what's good, everybody? One day it's going to be someone else. One yeah. day we're going to be, one of us will be out. And it'll be jarring because we won't even let them know. Just sitting across from us. We Yo, won't. what's up? It's Drake. <laughs> <laughs> That's who specifically is going yeah. to be joining us. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, it's in my contract. The only guest host that can replace me is Aubrey Drake Graham. <laughs> so. Who would mine be? Who do I sound like? <laughs> what is my Venn diagram of like other hosts or actors that are like me? <laughs> I don't know. Well, what I was going to say is that we are joined up top, which we're not always, but today we have a lovely guest. He is the host of Only Stupid Answers and a good friend in my heart, Mr. Sam Basher. Hello. Thanks for having me. When I knew that we were doing The Flash, I was like literally Sam. It, I was actually having like an okay morning, like not a great morning, but then you sent me a message and I was like, okay, this week I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> we changed your whole week. I need to vent some flash frustration oh some flash frushties frustries frustries you have been i mean i feel like with me like everyone knows my brand is like <laughs> dragon ball z and goofy movie but i feel like you're the known at least in like the nerd community you're like the known flash person well i have like... the well this isn't good for audio listeners oh, but crap. i have a flash tattoo no we'll have yeah. to get a picture of that and post it mm-hmm. and i have a dragon ball z tattoo so hey. there you go nice yeah. yeah no it's so when the show came out in 2015 for the cw i got into it and i was like on the fence because when you saw his all leather running suit you're like that doesn't make it whatever that doesn't make a lot of sense but i was like i'll be on board and right off the bat it was it felt like the perfect mixture of a sci-fi but also like a romance and a mystery story yeah so i started getting into it and the show did a really good job of actually like piquing my interest and like i should maybe read into comics and actually that tv show got me into comics and since then i've had a really unhealthy binging habit of like just reading like so many graphic novels and series so i've been I'm up to date, and I've been working backwards through a lot of series. And so Flash is the reason that I am a comic book nerd now. That is wow. insane. Mm. Uh, you know, I've heard that from other people, but the, that the show has actually made them go back and read the comics. I didn't know that about you, mm. Sam. Mm. 
Oh, I thought you grew up reading these. <laughs> I did, but I always felt nervous. Can we nervous. reschedule? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but you, that's probably better because you actually have a more fresh memory because you've been going back and reading all of the comics. Trying to. Trying yeah. Also, you didn't like, you know, come into the show with your own baggage. I feel like that's why it's so hard for nerds to like anything because they already have their idea of what a perfect X movie is because they've read X their whole lives and have dreamed about it. So when one aspect is off, they're losing their minds. Oh, yeah, especially with Flash. A lot of comic book fans, but you guys know that. Like if like someone gets a new mantle, they're like, but remember when the other person had it? Yeah. And that will be <laughs> the like most said thing they'll ever say in their entire life is about that other character. It's like, yeah. we get it. We get it. You like that other person with red hair. It's They're the yeah. same people, basically. <laughs> Yeah, but like when you look at decades and decades, it's like you kind of have to take these risks and try something else, Mm -hmm. I feel like. So do you want to get into the history? Yeah, yeah, let's dip into the history. Uh, So The Flash, created by writer Gardner Fox and artist Harry Lampert, (laughs) the original Golden Age Flash, first appeared in Flash Comics number one in 1940. That's back in the day. Mm-hmm. And Jay Garrick was a college student who, during a smoke break, accidentally knocks over his science experiment in hard water gases, whatever. What, 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 hard water? <laughs> yeah, can you, you have you any idea this? what? How- Roy Thomas on like Marvel said he's done like a great job of like going back and having to fix a lot of the big question mark origin stories <laughs> yeah. for characters. Like if you watch Jessica Jones season two, they introduce a character like named the Wizard, who's another uh-huh. speedster, who got yeah. it from Mongoose blood. Which doesn't make any sense. But with this, it doesn't make any sense. What it eventually like became was that he had a metagene in his body, Jay Garrick. Yeah. And the hard water was irradiated. Okay. So that caused his powers to emerge. But yes, it does not make a lot of sense why that plus that equals speedster. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So he was inspired by Mercury, the speedy god of Roman mythology. And Garrick is even called the reincarnation of the god in his first issue. And he's known as the Scarlet Speedster. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you seen what he looked like originally? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. It was basically a flash shirt. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would. have you ever seen anyone wearing that design? There's a lot of people who really pull it off and I really dig it. But uh, my favorite part about Jay Garrick is what he eventually got adapted into for Wally West, who is the third Flash, which right, we'll, right, right. we'll talk about him. But he became more of a mentor to not just Flashes, but all younger generations. And even if you don't know if you guys watch Smallville, I understand if you didn't because it was kind of garbage, but I rewatched all of it. But they made an extension comic and they introduced Jay Garrick as the like mentor to younger generations because that's a perfect role for him. He's kind of like this a perpetual grandpa and I always enjoy that type of characterization in comics. At least it's different from someone who's always like chiseled or yes. has like a perfect morality. He's like, no, he's kind of dated but he just has mm-hmm. his wife that he cares Older, about. yeah, his family that he loves a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one that we're looking at, he's basically in a long sleeve. You know, it's something that you would work out in, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a workout tee, very tight with his tin, his uh, metal top hat with his little golden wings. Yeah, I feel I like I feel like if someone cosplayed as this and you didn't know the reference, you'd be like, oh, he's doing like a casual Flash cosplay. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and the, and the, the actual Flash. Yeah. <laughs> I've always been a fan of that helmet, even though it is silly. I love it. Because in comics, like I was reading up on <laughs> recently, because Mark Wade, he did like one of the, he's like one of the most important writers for The Flash during Wally, and he did a lot for Jay and for Bart and just kind of filling out their lore. But um, they started playing around with like the stuff he could use with the helmet and also like how he hid his identity. Because at first he was like <laughs> public. It's like, yeah, I'm Jay, I'm just wearing a hat. Like there's no reason you shouldn't be able to identify me immediately. Right. <laughs> but then he started like, he finally introduced like the shaking of his face to like hide it. 
did y'all see that picture of Zoe Deschanel? And it was her without her bangs or glasses. And it was like, I never understood how people didn't know that Clark Kent was Superman until I saw this photo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. No, it's, uh, I saw that one too. It's a little, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so the Flash, as we know, has super speed which includes the ability to run, move, and think extremely fast. So he's not just physically fast and uses superhuman reflexes to seemingly violate certain laws of physics. Mm-hmm. And eventually, like, we'll talk about the speed force and what that big mess of a concept is. But Jay Garrick originally didn't have that. He was just a superpowered person who could just move really fast. Eventually, he got that, and he could move even faster. But it's kind of cool because when... A comic book writer just decides to get rid of the speed force to simplify some stories. Jay can still be a speedster, which is always really cool. Yeah. He can still, he's not as fast. And right. since he's an old man, it's kind of sweet that he's like, I got to take a breath. I have yeah. to like, I have to take a break <laughs> for a second. But that's another element that I enjoy about him being different from everybody else. So it seems like, so there's four flashes. You have Jay Garrick, Barry Allen, Wally West, and Bart Allen. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so there are a lot of flashes. Mm-hmm. Like instead, of, which is interesting because you know there's been Bruce Wayne forever. There's been Clark Kent forever. You know, I think the closest would be the the Robins Robin. yeah, that Robin, kind of is yeah. swapped out. But as far as it makes it interesting that there have been so many flashes yet you know there's also been a whole bunch of um green lanterns as well i was gonna say a blank ton uh, <laughs> but you know we, we don't curse family friendly <laughs> oh good to know good no to we know. can yeah. always bleep it out so okay. get them uh, out of the way now <laughs> <laughs> well i've always been a fan that they can switch it out pretty often bart i did pick up his run like recently and it's super short like people really weren't on board with bart being flash <laughs> for some reason he's fine he was actually in la and that's, which was uh, cool. that's, so that's barry allen's grandson grandson from the future ran uh-huh. back in time so all the time travel mess that you could ever want in a story yeah. but yeah barry came next and there's a lot of really cool things that actually there was an article a couple years ago that painted a really good picture of why the flash is so important to comics yeah and actually and sci-fi storytelling and as a whole like he's used to introduce a lot of bigger concepts yeah to yeah. comics like the idea of the protege taking over the mentor's role. Like he, Flash, was the first person to do that. Introducing the multiverse. That actually happened between yep. Jay yes, and Barry. And that's such a cool story. Yeah. And it's now so... something they really are trying to push as far as the multiverse. Yes, yeah. it's so cool. And I love the way they do it with Jay and Barry. <laughs> Because for some reason, Barry knows about Jay, <laughs> but it, then it becomes so much more convoluted. I like when they kind of consolidate everything, but I do like that the Flash has been so important for all of that. Yeah. So the first Flash, Jay Garrick, this was during the golden age of comics. So back in the 40s. And essentially, he was also battling crooks and Nazi agents. Uh, and he was also alongside the Justice Society of America. Yay. That's what it was called. (laughs) Until declining interest in superhero comics led to the end of the golden age of comics and the cancellation of The Flash in 1949. It's a big bummer. Yeah. Yeah. It it was sad. But my man, Barry. Yeah. So that so Barry came in and that was the silver age of comics. And I would say arguably. No, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Being in the nerd world, what I have heard from a lot of Flash people is I feel like Barry Allen is the majority of people's favorite Flash. Mm -hmm. Depending on your generation, a lot of people will fight to the death sometimes for Wally West because we we can talk about that. But Barry, I really enjoy because his origin's been changed in like Flash Rebirth. And if you watch the Flash show, you know what his origin is now. But originally it was so cool that he, by accident, got his powers 
originally. Like, there's so many. It's convoluted. But yeah. And then he got them, and he just chose, out of the goodness of his own heart, to do good things. It wasn't because of a tragedy. It wasn't because of an obligation to somebody else. He just wanted to be a good person. Yeah. And I feel like you just can't do that anymore for some reason. Like, oh, we can't believe that they someone. They need motivation. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I feel like it's because, as humans, we can't possibly understand having a kind character that would just do something out of the kindness of their heart. Exactly. I feel like we need to relate to them in a way that they have some type of motivation, mm-hmm. you know, or cynicism or something that they're doing it from. Yeah, yeah. eventually they do change it so that his mom it was killed they do. in reverse. Yeah, 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 and yeah. It's just... Which I like. I like that idea when they got into that with Reverse Flash, but it's also was nice for just a second to have someone who just genuinely wanted to be a good person, had the ability to be the best version of himself, and yeah. he was. So... If he did, you want to go into when Barry uh, got started? So yeah, the Silver Age Flash was Barry Allen, a police scientist who gains his superpowers after an unlikely run-in with a lightning bolt and some chemicals. Once again, chemicals and oops. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and funnily enough, the Jay Garrick Flash is even acknowledged in Allen's origin tale as a comic book character that inspires the new Flash's heroics. And by 1959, Allen was popular enough to get his own comic. New takes on old characters were launched. A variation of the Justice Society was born called the Justice League of America, which has been the what it's been since. <laughs> and even Jay Garrick was reintegrated into the new continuity in the classic Flash of Two Worlds story thanks to the concept of parallel Earths, which that comics love that idea. I think media loves the idea that there might be a parallel universe. Because it just it opens the door for literally anything. And, yeah. they, and it, you don't have the complications of like, time travel of like well what if it had to happen before or now or like does that influence the present or whatnot it's like no it happened it's concurrent yeah but also that story gets even more complicated because part of that world gets merged back like jay garrick city keystone city buries is central was like part of our world and then magic happened because of a villain and then it was kind of gone but eventually they just like retcon it it's just like there's another earth earth two and that's where like jay and your golden age heroes are and we can like the Justice League and the Justice Society always like pair up and and work together, but it's so cool that Barry was a fan and he literally just wanted to copy this fictional, yeah, air quote fictional character and be more like him. I kind of like Barry's costume a little bit more, but I do <laughs> like Jay's helmet as well. Uh, but yeah. I don't know if he could wear that now. I yeah. think the one who would totally give him away. Not uh-huh. that not that Flash's costume doesn't give him away now. If oh, people 100%. were to see him. So yeah, so Barry Allen actually remained the Flash for over thirty years. And in the comics was romancing his fiance and eventual wife, who was Iris West, and picking up a young sidekick in the form of Iris's nephew, Wally West. Yes. I have to say Wally West is a great Kid character. Flash. Kid, Kid Flash. Kid Flash. And I, uh, Carmine Infantino was the artist yes. uh, for The Flash. And I loved his design for Kid Flash's costume. It's like it's reversed. You got the yellow with the giant red lightning bolt on it. And like they recently like re-upped it. For the new, or for now it's uh, DC Rebirth. Rebirth. Yeah, yeah when Rebirth. he, yeah. like Wally West's whole story with that, that's really convoluted. But they showed it again. It was just nice to see because it's so simple, but it's so iconic at the same time. And it's crazy that Wally's origin was like basically mirrored. What happened to Barry it just happened uh-huh. by accident. It gets more convoluted that like. Lightning and chemicals. Yes. And it was like in Barry's office. It was just like, <laughs> oh, oh no, like lightning snuck through a window and hit him. But hey. <laughs> this you know, is an unlucky family. Yes. Yeah. Like, Extremely. <laughs> um, but Do I, they have metal like in there? I know. Like who has like a metal plate in their head or something that they're getting struck by lightning this, this often? There was one comic that said that Barry subconsciously influenced to ha- that to happen to Ooh. Wally. But. 
then I everyone's kind of like, mm, just because it was an accident. Because it like yeah. makes it sound like, why would you make a kid yeah. go through that? Well, maybe he wasn't aware. Maybe he knew that that was going to be his origin. Maybe. But also Wally was the head of the Flash fan club for his school, which was really fun. That like, oh, you're, yeah. the, you're the top fan for the Flash and you actually get to work with him and you get to work with your hero. And it's before everyone got really depressed in comics. So it was like, this yeah. is actually a good thing. Yeah. You don't hate each other. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is back when people were still happy. Just a little bit. <laughs> so we're kind of rounding out the Silver Age of comics, which would then lead up to the insanity known as Crisis on Infinite Earths, yes. which, if you do you want to give us some background on that before we have Sam totally <laughs> yeah, dive yeah. into this? <laughs> yeah. So well, yeah, when Barry realized that the universe was about to be destroyed by the nefarious anti-monitor who I often mix up with Darkseid because they look alike. Or is it Darkseid and... Uh, and no, no, it's Dark Side and Doomsday that you're, look you're, so much alike. These are all about equal. <laughs> like yeah, they, yeah. They, they're they're all very giant, confusing. stony looking bad Villains. dudes. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was about to fire his antimatter cannon, and uh, the Flash literally ran himself to death to stop the weapon from firing. And Barry's heroic sacrifice saved the day and brought the rest of the heroes the time they needed to finish the job. Mm-hmm. It's a, actually a really cool event because DC, like when they came up with, like, oh, Garrick's on another Earth, that's cool. And then they're like, well, what if we did other Earths? And then they more and uh-huh. more and then it was kind of like people didn't know if I was reading this Flash comic does that actually have anything to do with anything else that's happening and they're like the answer is no so yeah. it was getting really complicated so the anti-monitor for reasons was deleting a lot of the multiverse and it got down to your last couple Earths and he was going to delete everything Barry sacrifices himself and actually that's the first time a character died like really yeah. really died it was huge. and it's pretty violent when you like watch it like i mean they they take out blood and other like gory effects but he does run himself to death and he does pop up in other ways in the future but it's always in the sense that like he already knows his time is limited he doesn't get to really live more life after that until we get further down the uh, the road but um (laughs) it's a very permanent thing that the writers chose to do for a very iconic character and that uh, it's the very first time a character actually died they in a few years after that they did with superman and that didn't go so well and with batman it didn't go so well but uh uh, green lantern and well what i would say with batman and superman is that might be also why those characters have never officially had someone else take up their mantle Mm -hmm. is because it doesn't go well i mean those are such not that the flash isn't and not that barry allen isn't but i think the two title characters you know, or three if we're throwing in Wonder Woman, who is my OG, like, superhero. But I think it would be so difficult to kill off Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent. Um, I mean, Azrael Batman was tight. Yeah, I <laughs> really like his costume. I, I might be, yeah, I think, I think that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say for fans of that, oh, yeah. of those franchises. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you're not wrong, because they are, like, when you think superheroes, the first two were Batman, Superman. Like, that, that's pretty impossible to yeah. really kill them for that long. But it, they do open the door for other characters to step up. Like, that's how you got Dick Grayson as Batman, and that's actually a really cool combo. And right. you get Connor Kent, and you get Steel, and you get Cyborg Superman, who's a really popular villain for DC Comics. So there's there's room, like opportunities for new characters to pop up and really grow and like make a name for themselves outside of that character. But I get it. And I also, The Flash's death wasn't permanent, which is a bit of a bummer. But for at least like 30-ish years, he was not there. We tackled this in our Infinity War episode about how a lot of deaths aren't permanent and yeah. how it just doesn't have as much weight. I mean, to me, like I understand, I remember people are like, well, you know, do we have to have them die permanently? You can still have stakes without having them die. But I just feel like if you know that they're going to be alive no matter what, it really does kind of remove 
at least for me. Yeah, the only character that was died pretty permanently was Jean Grey. And mm-hmm. then now she's technically kind of back, right? Oh, 100%. Because the, they got the old school class and now they're stuck in current time. And I'm like, that just feels like it messes up the time continuum. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They never really, like, there was a one-off line once where it's like, oh, yeah, you guys aren't from the past anymore. You're fine. It, uh, time's fine. And it was like, what is that? Yeah. Well, we're not coming back to that, I guess. Uh, yeah. But also, Jean Grey straight up is there and the young one. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> good. It's just super complicated now. But the Flash gets into that territory as well, which is a bit of a bummer. But I do agree. It, when you do make like make those kind of sacrifices, it makes the story a little bit more legitimate for me, but not yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Well, no, I think it was funny, you know, I was having a conversation with someone the other day that talks about why, you know, something like Game of Thrones, why does that fantasy show stick so much? Why has it caught so many people? And it's, I think it's because death is constant and it's yeah. permanent. And, and I feel like that's what made Except walk- for one person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which we all knew because yeah. they were a favorite. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, the same thing for Walking Dead. I think that's what made it so crazy because, and you see the effect of it. It makes people lose their mind when their favorite character dies because they know they are dead. Mm-hmm. So there is a jadedness to it, but the alternative isn't as fun either. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to say that Crisis on Infinite Earths came out in um, the 80s. Yeah. So. I don't know. Don't write me that we didn't give you a spoiler. <laughs> Essentially, we still get no. Did I don't know if I showed you, but I tweeted, and it was somebody that was breaking down the top ten Twilight Zone episodes. Mm-hmm. Which spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about because it's my favorite thing in the world. But someone on the article said, "Way to spoil the episodes," and they were like, "It came out in the fifties. You're not like, you know, you don't deserve a spoiler." It's like alert. three generations <laughs> of whole people that came out between that not and only now. that but it's often referenced in pop culture like the simpsons ace ventura like you know there's so many things that twilight zone references have been made you know it's been rebooted like twice right yeah it was well, there's a, a new twilight zone coming out yeah there one. was a one on sci-fi and then there's jordan peels that's coming out on cbs so anyways whitaker right he was on that one maybe Remember that <laughs> Uh, moving on to the modern age, which we have the third Flash, Wally West. So he was originally introduced in the Flash Volume 1, number uh, 110, in 1959 as Kid Flash. He's Alan's nephew by marriage. He gained the Flash's powers, as we were saying. And then he maintained membership in the Teen Titans for years. So following Alan's death, he adopted the Flash identity in Crisis on Infinite Earths, number 12, and was given his own series which started in 1987. And it's really cool because right off the bat, there's him having to live up to the mantle, which since I wasn't around in the 80s, so I don't know how fans responded to losing Barry Allen. I know if that happened now, people would lose their minds. But uh, it was cool that Wally took the approach of, I know that I'm not Barry, and that's okay, so I'm just going to be the best person I can be. Yeah, And he's he's like a blue-collar superhero which is very cool eventually people know his name and they know that he is there for them and he's meant to help the little guy which is very cool and also he started out slower like he intentionally was slower than barry like it was because writing 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 you find out that it was like a mental block Mm -hmm. and he ends up unlocking more speed force abilities and uh, speedster powers than barry or any flash before him he's extremely powerful but at the same time he's very grounded he has a family and his love story is very sweet I recently read when he like had his kids, and it was a really yeah. sweet story. Yeah, you get like invested in in the characters. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say many issues began with the catchphrase, "My name is Wally West. I'm the fastest man alive." Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Then uh, the TV show took that because it sounded really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a pretty tight catchphrase. Yeah. 
So wait, so tell me about what happened when there was a certain period of time when he ended up misusing his powers and then winning millions in a lottery and mm-hmm. then became like a womanizing playboy. They, they well, went the, hold on. Yeah. Because that sounds tight. <laughs> but I want y'all to hear this after the break. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Castrol Edge can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $36.99. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. And we're back. And Sam, you told me that Wally West was a really good person. Uh, and then I found out that when given the opportunity, when you have millions of dollars, which I'm, you know, this is just human psychology 101, uh, you turn into this uh, Playboy esque person. What is this? I was d- dated comics. It was uh, that. That's true. He did win the lottery. Very fun. And uh, but eventually, hasn't he gotten enough? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Superpowers and millionaire I mean that's Bruce Wayne no Bruce Wayne doesn't have the superpowers Uh -uh. that's why he's a millionaire Mm -hmm. because he needs that I'm sorry continue no uh, you're you're not wrong but also uh, that womanizer character got kind of uh, attached to Wally West flash on the Justice League animated series and Uh, that uh. and that was a very fun character that he's always like no women want to talk to him ever Mm -hmm. but eventually that leads to him getting with Linda Park they kind of retcon that lottery win pretty quick because it's like this is a little like you're right this is a little unfair fair yeah. for you to have everything yeah. um but it is pretty fun to read a hero like that he's uh he's fast talking in every sense of the word and uh but he never scores until like he actually meets someone who calls him out on his shit and that's linda park and she actually has a bit of a role on the flash tv show but it's gonna be a bummer that we're not gonna get more of her hopefully we get her in the movies because she's really she's a great character mm-hmm. so then moving on i wanted to talk about the extremely confusing thing known as the Speed Force. Yeah. Uh-huh. So um, this was introduced with Wally, and they're like, Barry made it. And like it got really confusing. Because it's like, it's like a place, right? <laughs> it's a place, a thing, and a connective tissue to yeah. the whole multiverse. Right. It's kind of like the Jedi or whatever. Like in its connectivity power, kind of. Yeah. The, the people that have it. For people who can tap into it, also, just to get even more complicated, Barry made it. 
like Barry made it when he got electrocuted with with chemical, whatever yeah. it was, and like he and by that happening, uh, he created it, and then it existed from that point on throughout all of time, past, present, future. So like that ignited it, and it's actually in New Fifty Two they talked about how it's actually what moves time forward. It moves all of time and space forward. That's why he can move so fast and break the laws of physics because he is the factor that makes it all work. For some, for some reason. But uh, writer Grant Morrison, he did a book called Multiversity, which I highly recommend. It's a story where each issue takes place in another universe, and it's like a mystery across all universes. And you get to see a map of what the DC universe looks like, and what holds it all together is the Speed Force. It's like a Speed Force wall, how they depict it in the map. What else to say is that it's kind of sentient a little bit, depending on who's writing it. But for the most part, it kind of just creates a shield and allows the flashes or whoever can tap into the speed force to like you said with jay garrick but like think very quick they have faster reflexes uh depending on which flash it is they have a higher metabolism so they eat more but also they can face through objects it can go on and on and on what they are capable of doing with the speed force but what it is is big question mark for what the writer wants for the most part though it's just part of the universe that helps time and space move forward dang yes it, it gets heady, and then some people are like, but it's just fast. <laughs> like they, sometimes they whittle it down to, it's fast. <laughs> this is the picture? Yes, it's really cool. It has, oh, dang. We it, should link that. Yeah, it's I super just cool. Can you put that the, in our yeah. footnotes? It's super cool. It has a breakdown where heaven and hell are, and it also incorporates Sandman from Neil Gaiman in there. It's very cool. It's Ooh, a yeah. very Wait cool a, map. Okay, whoa. You, you're blowing my, Wait, it has heaven and hell? <laughs> heaven and hell. Can they, like, can they move between those? Uh, yes, and uh, they have Hades and Olympus. Like it's Hell like, yeah, they have Greek mythology people mm-hmm. I mean that or makes Wonder sense Woman. because he's Mercury yeah and Wonder Woman as well my mind is blown you know it was funny because be- before we started this if yeah I hope this is okay to say but you yeah. like said you're not really into the flash oh, yeah. no yeah I didn't flash was not my guy look the, when you read capes which is uh slang for superhero comics you have to choose who you're gonna zero in on and at the time I was reading flash I was reading DC and Marvel and on Marvel I think I was on uh Black Panther, of course. Actually, no, Black Panther stopped running. Unless this is the time... Because this is when they went arc crossover crazy. And Mm -hmm. a crossover event is when an event takes place across all of their comics. So Marvel was going insane with like fear itself then they had the like heroic age and then they went and did their huge whatever tied to the movie and then they had Shadowland which was an amazing crossover event which I hope they do on the defenders which is when the daredevil tries to use the hand for good but obviously turns evil and then black panther comes and watches over hell's kitchen so i'm reading all that and at the same time i get in during brightest day right after the darkest night crossover event dark blackest night is real cool uh, oh, brightest day best. brightest day is rough it's rough yeah. it's rougher <laughs> it, it, brightest day just really was ugh, because they built up to nothing. Yeah. For those who don't know, Bryce Day kept talking about this white lantern and that, and that how because Darkest Night is when they kind of created all of the different lanterns, which were orange for avarice, red for rage, indigo for uh, compassion. compassion. Then what was the violet? Violet was the love, uh, star sapphire. Yeah. That's them. And then you had what, but uh, blue, blue for hope. Hope. And green for willpower. Willpower. And then yellow for fear. Fear. Mm-hmm. And so they there was this huge battle between all of these, and it just kind of shook. And then it created the Black Lantern, which was death. And it was gnarly. It yeah. was really cool. It's the coolest crush. It's space zombies. That's yeah. what it came yeah. out. Everyone who is dead, 
every corpse. I don't yeah. know if that meant animals too, yeah. but like they'd get a black lantern ring and they are alive and that is at the army. If you kill yeah. one, you can't kill one because yeah. they'll just come back. Exactly. And so all of the lanterns had to work together to fight it, which was cool because now all these lanterns that were warring are now friends and I was a big Red Lantern fan. I loved, oh my gosh, Atrocitus was ridiculous and he had a cat named Dexstar yes. that would, would always, that he loved. It was insane. It was like peak DC Comics. And then after the event, they had Brightest Day where there was this big fabled White Lantern that everyone was hyped. And then it turns out that White Lantern is in all of us. <laughs> <laughs> it was super con. I tried to read it and it's super convoluted. It's yeah. really hard to follow. I like what they did with Dead Man. That was yeah. kind of cool that oh, they gave dead- him a body. Oh, it was like Dead Man's story was so good. Yeah. Actually, that was like a heartwarming story. But everything whole, else, he was, oh. I love that. And the truth is, we were the heroes yes, all along. That's what it was. It was so dumb. It made me so mad. I screamed when I turned that panel. I was like, what? Uh, but and then it, there was like a, a dare like thing next to like, don't do drugs or yeah. whatever. <laughs> Some like PSA right yeah. next to it. But because of that, I was reading so many comics and I had to, one had to go and Flash was my guy that was getting the axe. But he came back into my life and I had to like go back and grab a few because the Flashpoint event happened. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll get into that in a second. But yeah, once Flashpoint happened, I was like, let me jump into this Flash. And then I was like, nah, you got to get the cut. Like (laughs) this Flashpoint was cool. I actually liked it, but just his solo comic just could not keep me snatched currently uh joshua williamson is writing and i really dig what he has been doing with mm-hmm. it like he's been very creative with how he uses the speed force and he actually created something like called the speed force storm that just made a bunch of new speedsters so there's new characters that they can play around with but going back like that was around the time with brightest day that would have been around like wally west oh yeah. barry was back for that yep. that point and uh bart allen was running around as well but um like going back a little bit further, like Wally West, he had probably the most famous run for the character. Like if you want recommendations, Mark Wade's run for Wally West and Jeff Johns. Yes. He has my favorite run for the Flash period. Yeah. Because it's at first it starts out really wonky. Like he's in this like mirror world that's like medieval and you're like, I don't know where we are. It ends. And it eventually comes back to the blue collar side of his character. And it's right. really sweet that he works with unions and he tries to make like big businesses work with the smaller, like uh, like the industrial side of uh, Central City and Keystone City. Or this is... Yeah, both those cities. I feel like maybe you also really like that because that's who they based. Um, Jeff Johns was so heavily involved in the CW show, like mm-hmm. how that Barry Allen was going to be. So They definitely I, copied the best parts yeah, of Wally yeah. and added it to Barry. <laughs> and also, he was instrumental in reinvigorating people's interest in Barry Allen, Jeff Johns was, yeah. uh, especially with Flash Rebirth. But with Wally, he was also training Bart Allen during that. That's when they introduced him as Impulse, and he was a really interesting character because he should have been extremely annoying which for some people he was because he's born a speedster in the future and they bring him back in time and he was raised in a simulation that can keep up with how fast that he thinks so he's never interacted with real people before and he's like oh my god i can't i can't take how slow you are talking right now so and he's very excited all the time he's very positive and it was cool to see wally who was mentored by like in everyone's minds in the world the best flash now having to take up that mantle and actually be a good teacher which was yeah pretty interesting yeah Yeah. so let's dive into flashpoint um there's a lot to tackle there aside from the fact that that is also the name of the new movie that is coming out which they changed from the flash movie to now it's flashpoint which Mm. sam you were saying is kind of a weird choice to have as a movie like you get it like you get it like so flashpoint 
in the comics. So, at, like, for timeline of how things went, Wally West was Flash for a while. They wanted to invigorate it, and so they they made Bart, like, he's like, cool, like, you get another younger Flash to be him. He didn't work out for very long. Wally came back, and they're like, well, we have a big event called Final Crisis. Might as well, like, have another big twist in there for people to pick it up. Barry comes back to life. It's actually a really cool moment where he's literally, Wally accidentally runs into the Speed Force and sees Barry outrunning death. It's a really cool moment. But then we, Barry comes back to life, we get to Flashpoint, and that's Barry choosing when he finds out what actually happened to his mother, who was murdered by the Reverse mm-hmm. Flash, which I'm excited to talk about Reverse Flash because yes. he's actually one of my favorite villains that DC's ever created, and I think that'd be fun to like kind of dive into him. But when he finds out that Reverse Flash went back in time and killed his mother, he's like, if time wasn't supposed to be that way, let me try to fix it. And it immediately, everything goes wrong. Because yeah. another thing with the Speed Force to add in, that there is a Speed Force and a negative Speed Force that... Bad speedsters use the negative one, and good speedsters use wow, the good one. Wow, it almost one. sounds, yeah, just like this other thing that we know of. And with speedsters, they can run faster, but bad Even though this speedsters. came out before Star Wars, but it feels very Jedi-Sith-y. Oh, the Speed Force, I think was timeline-wise, came out after Star Wars, so I think we know- Please don't write me! Yeah, <laughs> I think, oh no, but I think- you I'm just saying have it's, a, good... it's a common, tro- not even a trope, I don't want to say, but it's a common like theme, yeah, I would yeah. say, in a lot of superhero I've actually uh, never thought franchises. of it that way, but actually really? it's definitely 100% inspired yeah, because, by the Jedi. Yeah, because <laughs> the Jedi can tap into and like so the good can use it for good and they're kind of all connected in that way in the same way that people that can use the speed force are kind of connected, like it's a thing that they can just kind of tap into. And kind of like how the Sith can kind of use cooler powers. The, yeah. the first speedsters <laughs> can go through time easier. They have cooler lightsabers. Oh. So essentially, what would you say the, the main bullet point to Flashpoint for people that don't uh, know? Barry know? went back in time, saved his mom, and it created an entirely new timeline. Yeah. And uh, for the most part, I really dug what they yeah, did. And it like, was so cool. Everyone changed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Batman is no longer Bruce Wayne. It's his dad. Mm-hmm. And freaking... Wonder Woman is like Queen of Themyscira going to war with Atlantis. Uh-huh. Like Aquaman and Wonder Woman are at each other's throats. Mm-hmm. It's so they cool. sunk <laughs> Europe. They like sunk <laughs> the <laughs> continent. Uh, Superman never came into being in his story. Actually, if you want a really cool story, read Batman's Flashpoint story. Have you ever read it? It's where you find out who Flashpoint Joker is. And- Oh, it's dark. It's amazing. And oh, I think I do remember that it's one. It's really, really good. But the main point is Barry realizes that you can't just make decisions like this and you have to he makes another big sacrifice like he did before and he chooses to stop himself from saving his mother, complicating the timeline so much that a lot of different universes start to merge together kind of like how Crisis of Infinite Earths happened. And it created a new timeline that created the New 52 with Barry Allen as the main Flash and a lot of new things in the DC universe that weren't there before. And a lot of things have been deleted. Yeah, it got uh, Barbara Gordon out of the wheelchair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They did. It, it basically reversed the killing joke. Mm-hmm. And people weren't too happy about it. No, no. And they're still <laughs> and they're still not happy about it. It's been like, what, uh, eight years? And but like, they're still also, upset? <laughs> in their defense, that was kind of a whack move that the killing joke literally mm-hmm. has the Joker showing up and just paralyzing a female character. Mm-hmm. And for she the became rest of- like super important part to the Justice yeah. League, to Batman, to a lot of heroes being the one who coordinates everybody and makes it all work and actually keeps them together and organized and makes sure they're that's, not... That's the nice way to put it. It turned yeah. her into a receptionist for mm-hmm. superheroes. It turned 
Batgirl into a superhero receptionist. So I was very pro, yes, let's get her back in a cow. There's so much debate around that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm like, no, Truly. I want her back in a cow because I did think it was weird that just as a plot device, you paralyze one of your female heroes. Oh, if we want to do Killing Joke, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> I'm not, I am <laughs> yeah. not a big fan of that book. Oh, but yeah. people love, will yeah, love. Oh, yeah. People, people will love. Oh. People will write y'all, but not but, me. But I am no. moving. <laughs> no, yeah, no, people, because because uh, it seems like there was a point where Killing Joke was the top. Yeah. And then I felt like a few years ago, there was a point where it was like, actually, Killing Joke was not that tight. Yeah. We, we, like, everyone kind of got, there definitely will be people who was like, no, I still think it's great. Well, and I think that's tight. You I can think, read that. Good I for think you. the yeah. argument <laughs> would be that she overcame that. Mm-hmm. I think that is what I see a lot of people's arguments. But I'm always like... Yeah. Also, not to take away, it did introduce a disabled character. I don't want anyone who kind of like sees themselves in Barbara Gordon in a wheelchair to think that I want to snatch that from you because that is an aspect of it that I don't want to forget about as well. Good point. That's fair. But yeah, we got her back and she got a really cool costume. She yeah. actually has my favorite like bat costume out mm-hmm. of everybody because she's got the boots and she's got the purple. It's it's yeah. super tight. But from there, from Flashpoint, we got Barry Allen as the main Flash again and they actually had to do a lot of work to like make him interesting because yeah. <laughs> while Barry was Flash for like the longest period of time, it was in the time when like these comics, like there is not like a lot of depth to yeah. them. It's just like, what if the Flash fought a cold guy? And like, he, he, like <laughs> and then, like he, he's like, well, he just needs to go faster. And like, that's, yeah. that's how old comics went. So they actually had to like really build him up and make him interesting. And it is fair why I understand why you dropped Flash after New 52 because some of the writing... Got wonky. Got yeah. super wonky. Also, Wally West was gone. He was just like not in comics anymore. They totally deleted his oh, character. Yeah, I remember people were a little bit salty about that. Yes, they were. And then they moved forward and reintroduced him as Wally West, but they they changed his race, which is good to like like yeah. have diversity because like when you read a Flash comic, it's just like it's just pale, 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 pale. Everybody <laughs> like pale. And it, it, they're all Flash. Yeah. <laughs> when they say we are the Flash, it's a collective like hive mind. We're yeah. all the Flash. But it's uh, like the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you had fans like freaking out about that oh, for yeah. no reason. But it's well, cool that that Wally was what they based the Wally for the Flash TV show off of, and it gave diversity to that show, which yeah. is. Very nice. It was just nice that they were willing to like take a chance and actually do something different. But- and I think the thing is, is like, yeah, it is shocking because I think as humans, change is very jarring, especially when it's like your dude, your character, and it changes. But as long as you just keep the writing good and press on and ignore the haters for a bit, they fall in line, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I wanted to, Sam, because you had touched on Reverse Flash, who is arguably one of the most liked slash popular villains in oh, yeah. DC history period but uh, essentially Professor Zoom he was actually the first villain to call himself Reverse Flash because there's a couple of Reverse Flashes or people that go by that name who was a 25th century scientist who mm-hmm. fought Barry Allen in the Silver Age I feel like he's pretty complicated like that's the best way to describe him he's extremely complicated the best version of his story Jeff Johnson, Mark Waite, if you kind of like boil their origins down together, you kind of get a good idea. Actually, Mark Waite, again, giving him a shout out, he has one of the best reverse flash stories and you actually find out why he is so 
obsessed and why he actually fights Barry for any reason whatsoever. Like, why would he even care? He was the Flash's biggest fan. He was a curator at the yeah. Flash Museum, which I do love that the Flash has a museum. His city actually loves him. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, yes. And they celebrate and him. And he's openly, yeah, a superhero. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, I love that aspect of the character. But Reverse Flash, Eobard, silly name. He was obsessed with him. And he ends up finding in a time capsule a version of the Flash's suit that has some of the Speed Force in it. Again, what does that mean? doesn't matter because he's able to replicate the powers, run back in time, and he goes to the Flash Museum. And this is when writing gets a little confusing because he notices when he walks into the Flash Museum of the past that he sees the reverse Flash and he sees the name of who the reverse Flash is and it's his name. And he's like, what? Oh, wait, what yeah. are you talking about? Like, why would I be the bad guy? I don't understand if you worked at the Flash Museum in the future, you didn't see your name yeah. on, that, on that exhibit. But regardless, from there, he kind of goes a little crazy Important tidbit, he got plastic surgery to look like Barry Allen. That's how much of a fan he was. So it's already unhealthy, his obsession with Barry. But when he runs back in time, he actually pretends to be Barry. Like, because he's like, I'll just be better. I can be better because I know all the Flash's stories. I can be a better hero. And he doesn't want Wally to succeed. But eventually, Wally does overcome. And Eobard chooses. He's like, you know what? If I can't be a better Flash, I'll make the Flashes better. And I think that's such a crazy threat to make for somebody. But when you add in time travel means he can do just about anything. And Jeff Johns er, actually has one of my favorite stories just about Eobard. And there's this whole issue where he edits his own timeline, where he goes through and he kills like one of his parents, like where he's like, what can I edit and make sure that time's okay? Like, what can I change? And that's what he does to Barry. Like he goes back in time and he alienates Barry's childhood. Like he takes away his friend. He makes sure he breaks his leg so he can't join baseball and he can't like make a social life. And then he finds out that like he can actually take away his mother and Barry will still be the Flash, but he won't be who he was before and it's like how can he mess with someone and how could you even plan to fix that but the whole point is that he actually loves Barry more than anybody he Mm -hmm. cares more in the Zare quotes he loves him more than anyone he's willing to do the things that no one else would do to make him a better hero whatever that means and better Mm -hmm. heroes have more tragic backstories it's really messed up like the more you like read about it but he is uh, that's usually the motivation for most reverse flashes is to make the other flash better yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the, I want to get more into this, more into how it appeared in the CW, and more into our thoughts on the oncoming Flashpoint movie and what it's supposed to be. But we'll get into that after these messages. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I think my battery's dead. With free battery testing and charging, we can help you get back on the road. So what if I need a new one? We have the right Duralast battery for you, only at AutoZone. 
And what about my old battery? We can recycle it right here at America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. And we're back here with Sam Basher. So the CW show is what got you into the comics. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that's, you're not the only person that has said that, that they love the show so much that it made them go back. And uh, we should just say that. So Grant Gustin is the actor who, when he was cast, I remember there was a lot of blogs (laughs) and blogs there were a lot of debate about him being cat also he was younger so typically our barry allen is you know can be a little bit older has a family same with wally west and i actually like the fact that he like there's so much about the flash that i was the same with iffy where i didn't really like i didn't really grab onto him the way i did other characters if i'm being totally honest i was a batman girl like i just love he was like dark and brooding he gets me and my evanescence and angst like you know my my chemical romance phase whatever and uh, i really liked that well i liked him back with the animated series but i liked the darkness of him and i didn't really understand kind characters so i love the fact that both grant gustin and ezra miller have this like awkward, like, you know, relatable, likable character. Kind of childlike a little bit. It's, childlike, it's, it's yeah. very innocent too. They're, innocent. they're pretty innocent. Yeah. Uh, you could like some people were like, oh he's immature. It's like, no, it's more innocence that he kinda sees the best in people. Yeah. yeah, he's naive. And I really was excited because Grant Gustin showed up as Barry as just Barry, not the Flash on Arrow. And I was watching that. Right, at the right, time. right. Yes. And he actually those are some of my favorite episodes. It's a two parter. And you get to see that he's just excited. Like, he is excited about this world of something bigger out there. And those, I remember, were heavily well-received. Oh, yes. When he dropped in on Arrow, it was like, game over. This kid's getting his own show now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there was actually some talk, just like rumors through the you know grapevine or whatnot. But I had heard that later on in the season, that would be season two of Arrow, they were thinking of having a kind of like backdoor pilot in that mm-hmm. in that season for Barry to see if like, maybe we don't know if it's going to be good. But since that Tubar did so well, they're like, no, we'll do a actual full pilot with like right. the full like order. And because if that wasn't going to do well, they were actually going to maybe add Barry into Arrow as like a supporting character, which is actually also interesting. But I'm glad that he got his own show because I think season one of The Flash, two, three, four, we just finished four, have been rougher because they have to make some certain decisions to make sure that Barry doesn't solve everyone's problems because he's so <laughs> fast. Uh, but in season one, I think it's almost like a perfect superhero origin season because it deals with reverse flash which is really interesting Uh and basically you're seeing it from the point of view of eobard this is light spoilers for season one like if that if that's cool that's cool but um yeah it came out in 2014 yeah so it's on netflix you can go watch the whole thing yeah basically small spoilers it opens with like you see barry losing his mom and him growing up and there's no plan for him to be the flash and he ends up uh getting a mentor named harrison wells and from there Harrison's kind of partially responsible for giving him his powers, but what you find out is Harrison is reverse Flash, and you realize that even though he wanted to take down Barry, in doing so, he stopped the Speed Force from ever being created, so he doesn't have speed power, so he's stuck in the past. And from there, he actually has to create the person that he hates more than anything so that he can go home. Like, he can't go home without him. And it's this kind of tragic, complicated feeling where a villain falls in love kind of like as a father figure for the person he hates the most and he Mm -hmm. helped raise and helped create him to become the best version of himself 
because that means he gets to go home. And yeah. it, it makes him have to question everything about himself. Eobard is still a very bad person in that show. Like, he's extremely bad. And he's very creepy. And uh, it's um, Tom Cavanaugh who plays him. And he's an amazing actor. But it's such an interesting choice to make where this person's from the future. He literally knows exactly what's going to happen. And he's going to manipulate every little chess piece so that he can get what he wants. And, like, how do you plan for that? How we, how could you absolutely how could you plan for that? And it it basically you get this amazing touching moment, and it's actually a great moment where it showed that Grant Gustin like he can act like he's yeah. he was a theater actor, but you got to see him really spread his wings. Where you have this moment where he actually gets to talk with his mom, like right after Reverse Flash does what he does. Yeah, and it's this moment where it's just like you understand why people love Barry Allen because he can make that kind of sacrifice. You saw it in Crisis on Infinite Notes. He's able to see that, like, this is something he can't maybe even fathom because, like, with time travel, sometimes you can't fathom the problem, like, the consequences of it. But he's still willing to make that kind of sacrifice for the greater good and for the people that he loves. And so that's that's one of my favorite elements of basically every Flash is that they are able to lay down their life and make these kind of crazy sacrifices while he's done it before in some way yeah. or another. But Barry's the one who does it the most often. And I think, trust me, there's so much more to season one of The Flash if you want to go watch it. It has actually one of the coolest uses of time travel because it's an accident. And it's really cool showing someone discovering time travel by accident because you see how dangerous that can be. Yeah. If you don't know that he Barry does it by accident. It's an, it's an amazing, beautiful scene. And so, anyways, I can go on and on and on. But I think <laughs> if you want to know why I love Barry so much. That show does a good job and thanks to Jeff Johns being a part of that and really kind of boiling down the best of Wally and the best of Barry and creating this new character who is Grant Gustin's Barry Allen. But also, I did like Ezra Miller's character in the Justice League movie while that movie was plagued with problems. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it as much as a Fast and the Furious movie, if that means anything. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> That's such a weird comparison. Because uh, yeah. like, it, it, when you really try to like break it apart you're like what's what's happening actually yeah like, just enjoy it for like the action of it yeah i was gonna say before we move on to ezra miller i wanted mm. to talk just a little bit more about the cw show so Jeez. the flash premiered in north america on october 7th 2014 the pilot became the second most watched premiere in the history of the cw Wow. And that was after Vampire Diaries in 2009. That makes sense. And so Colleen Atwood actually worked on the costume. So his costume, if you haven't seen it, is like a has a burgundy color scheme, a mask, helmet, gold accent. So Grant actually had to have the uh, it, it would take him approximately 40 minutes to get into his costume. And just sitting in the makeup chair, I'm like, when, whenever I hear these stories of like, and it took seven hours of makeup, and oh, like yeah. now when I'm in it for like 20 minutes, I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. And then they actually had to glue his mask to his face because it kept like sliding off. This that was sounds co- awful. <laughs> <laughs> and then one other fact about it is the sound design for the show was handled by Mark Camparell who he said essentially the sound effect for Barry is made up of elements of thunder, electricity, jets, fireballs, and various custom whooshes and impacts. And he a whole bag of whooshes. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to, I know, whoosh. Uh, he essentially wanted it to be treated like a, a hot rod, he mm-hmm. said. Yeah, so that's a little known that's, fact. That's actually a really cool fact. And I, I think it's the show that's used an air cannon more than anyone in the world. Whenever it takes <laughs> off, there has to be an air cannon whoosh and everyone's hair gets yeah. blown. Every, all papers go everywhere. I'm like, could you imagine if you did that like nine times a day oh, yeah. for five days a week? It's four years now. I get a little tired of it. But oh, yeah. also in the first season, it was the only season where they actually had Grant and the team were like, oh, we got to make him 
run so that the like uh, like in between shots where like you see him on a green screen or whatever like that's actually him running but later they realize like you were wasting a lot of time actually you don't have yeah. to sweat in that leather number you can just yeah. we'll put your face on a cg person and it'll, it'll work yeah. fine and that's surprising actually a lot of the cg stuff they're able to pull off in the flash tv show actually looks pretty dang good it's not bad. Also, very fun rogue. When we like talk about villains, uh, Gorilla Grodd is a very oh, popular. Oh, Gorilla Grodd, yes. Yeah, he's a super popular telepathic ape, a telepathic yeah. talking ape from yeah. uh, Flash comics. But the way they introduce him in the Flash TV show is nothing like how they do in the comics. And they kind of make him like uh, like a movie monster, the way he is portrayed. It's very cool. Like, we don't know if he's real or not. There's like whispers of him. And when he finally makes his debut, he looks awesome. And also, um, classic actor Clancy Brown does the voice for him. And he has a very important role with Grodd so another little reason to check out that season of The Flash is yeah saying. go check it out it's on Netflix it's on Netflix yeah you, when you talked about the CG being good you just took me back in time do you remember that show Mutant X wait yeah well, wait is the it's it was the X-Men show that wasn't the X-Men show or yes. something like that yes and they and I remember the CG in that was not that tight <laughs> and, I, and, and I remember thinking like oh man they it's gonna be hard for them to do superhero shows and just looking how far we've come but yeah, I it just you just made me remember that. But I remember, yeah, Mutant X. It ran. It has sixty six episodes, but that's a lot. Yeah, that's actually a lot. Yeah, it ran for a minute. My favorite was Smallville. The way they do effects is that Clark just runs in, pushes people against the wall, and then that's the that's they don't want him to fly. They don't want him to have like laser vision too many times. It's yeah. always running and whooshing. You can always tell an early aughts uh, TV <laughs> show because this cast photo was just oh wow, it's like very NCIS. -y. Yeah, mm -hmm. very NCIS. I love the fact that Linda Carter came up with this spin for Wonder Woman no because way. it was like how are we going to how is she going to get changed into her Wonder Woman outfit and it was like having her arms out and spinning because that's not in the comics so she came up with that for the show I was bummed we didn't get Linda Carter at all in the movie like not even like just like walking by and giving a wave or something what if it turned out she was like under I bet that they will in the uh, second one hopefully and maybe we get a nod to the spinning you know what would be amazing is if she were a villain That'd be really cool. Oh, hi, let me call up Patty Jenkins right now. <laughs> so moving on, our final baby flash right here is my favorite, Ezra Miller. I feel like he was one of the best parts of Justice League. So he actually made his first cameo in Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. That was back in 2016. Then he had a cameo in Suicide Squad also 2016, and then later as a lead in Justice League in 2017. Uh, this is Kelly Kanayama from Nerdist said, Ezra Miller's portrayal of The Flash made me a believer as Barry Allen Miller was not merely super speedy, but vulnerable, eager, awkward, alienated, and all around endearing. I mean, he was also just comedically hilarious. But yeah, I thought he brought this element to the Justice League that was so needed, this like comedic, you know, lighthearted. Also like just someone, how would you act if you had superpower? You would probably be weird. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like, kind of you know? like, he's fast talking, he doesn't have the patience for people. Like he like, and it's not meant to be rude. It's just that he can't yeah. understand why people won't talk faster and think faster and understand things faster because he can. Like he, yeah. that's how his entire universe works. And I, I was on the fence, but I wasn't going to go on the internet and like be upset about it. I was like, let's just see. Because I like Ezra Miller in a lot of roles and I liked what he did because it was, 
He was endearing, and I love that he was a kid, kind of like he was like, like he was like naive, like Grant Gustin. And I love that line from Batman when he says, "Just save one." Like he doesn't know what to do in such a big scenario. Right. It's just like just if he's the evac guy, perfect. That's fine. Like he gets the people out of there, and he just does like the quick run-ins and get outs. Like that's, I mean, sometimes that's all you need from the Flash, but you also get really awesome moments. So. I wouldn't mind him in his own solo Flash well, movie. Well, so so he is going to be in his own, and he's going to be in Flashpoint. I personally feel like that he he's going to crush. I, f- I know your concerns with the story as far as a movie and like what it's actually going to cover and if it can do so successfully covering the actual Flashpoint arc, but I don't know. I'm excited for it. And, and the other characters that we'll get, too, from it. It, we Hopefully. could get a lot of really cool characters out of it. And basically, the original Flashpoint was meant to be a reset because comics... Uh, at certain points become a little too dense for new readers to hop in. So the New 52 was a reset. And that's what a lot of people are looking at. If if you made a Flashpoint movie, that means you want to reset the movies that you've already done, which seems kind smart. of... It seems yeah, smart for what they've does. done. But, but the fact is, if that's what they were doing, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Color me interested. You know, especially with Ben Affleck not being Batman anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so that does give them agency to be like, okay, we're going to recast. We're going to wipe the world. But I don't think that's what they're doing. I don't think so either because it, it's just kind of confusing to like, do we even watch those old movies anymore? Yeah. Does that mean anything to anybody? But it could lead to a more positive like outlook for they could DC. just pretend remember when we covered our marvel one it was like the hulk oh nope he's not edward norton he's yeah. uh <laughs> and let's not forget and no, they didn't bring that up at all yeah so <laughs> let's not forget x-men first class they came and oh yeah like, we're a little better and they're in the, the, the time limit, i guess <laughs> yeah yeah i think that would be interesting i don't think that they're gonna get rid of our girl gal though as wonder yeah. woman like there's no way they're touching her in the next like eight years at least that so she's gonna be our wonder woman for a while just because of how successful she was as a, and she's great Yay. and very well loved and, and America's sweetheart, DC's sweetheart. So yeah, so I don't see them necessarily touching that, but I do think it would be so interesting if they had a different Batman or a different, you know. It would be. And like like we talked about with Flashpoint, like we found out that Thomas Wayne was the one who was playing Batman and we already saw Jeffrey Dean Morgan play him in the flashback for Batman v Superman. So seeing him take up the mantle as in, also, Flashpoint Batman has like the coolest costume, yeah. like my favorite Batman costume uh, for like the male Batman characters. I really yeah. like like the red and the red eyes and the red like circle oh, yeah. on his chest. Uh, so that would be really cool. And Cyborg plays a really big role in that. And you could see Gal play like a more serious like militaristic Wonder yeah. Woman for just for just for a second. It's like a little Elseworld story, and you could throw Zachary Levi's Shazam in there as well. Mm -hmm. And Jason Momoa could actually get more room to play because he didn't get to play that much as Aquaman in Justice League. And seeing him be like this big, badass character could be really interesting. Yeah, I just pulled up. This is um, Flashpoint Batman teased again by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. This was back in December. And look at this uh, image here. Do you see this? Uh, it's pretty cool, but I will say Flash could also be, this was pitched a lot when Justice League was, they're doing their press junkets that like Flash could be like a Spider-Man for DC because he's always lower tier. He always kind of deals with like ground based like, uh, thieves and, and whatnot. There are sci-fi threats he goes against, but like seeing him go against his rogues in a movie would also be interesting as well. And it could, since he's so, uh, naive and he likes to make jokes and he's very, uh, and his powers are kind of all over the place. You could get a really sweet and endearing story between him dealing with his father who's in prison and dealing with the death of his mother there's a lot of elements there that could lend to really good storytelling that doesn't need to be as big as flashpoint yes uh which could be interesting as well be true so 
before we sign off on this, I know you mentioned several comics, but where should people start if they want to get into the Flash comics? There's two Flash rebirths. There's one about Barry Allen, like reintroduced. That's a good one, written by Jeff Johns. And then there's another Flash rebirth where it's just like, this is the beginning of a big story. And you can start there. And that's written by Joshua Williamson. There's two Wallies right now. Don't worry, you'll figure out what what that means exactly. (laughs) And you'll get a bunch of new speedsters. So that way you get to feel like you're in on it. But my, and again, I mentioned Mark Wade. That's that's a classic run for Wally West. Uh, But my personal favorite interpretation of the Flash is Darwin Cook. He wrote and he drew DC and New Frontier. And it's so beautiful. It's amazing. And I wish I could just buy all the prints from it. But the premise is when the characters were created in our world is when they actually appeared in their world. So the stories come from the 1930s and the 40s and the 50s. And when you see Barry Allen's introduction, the way they show his powers and they show just like how fun-loving he can be and actually how powerful he actually is and why he deserves to be on the Justice League and how important he is, Darwin Cook nails it. Like he... Yeah. he it's a beautiful story. So if you want and that, beautifully drawn. His so art good. is so beautiful. <laughs> I remember when he passed away, I like went out and picked up some they had like a ton of his comics and stuff i think it was at golden apple comics here in hollywood it was so you just want to like take i mean i know that people don't like this but i just want to like cut the pages and frame them yeah i got two everybody just chill (laughs) (laughs) man well if you do have any has has sam you know enlightened you at all in some of the more in-depth aspects of the flash not being so singular because i do have to say you kind of like a very singular character in our other show that we're both obsessed with who reminds me quite of The Flash because he's naive yeah. and also sacrifices himself. I will say, as a recommendation, it's my favorite Flash moment that has ever been captured in like film or TV. The Justice League cartoon. I think it right now it's off, but once that DC app comes out that mm-hmm. they're doing for Titans and Doom Patrol, you can check it out there. The final stretch of the show... They have this amazing moment where they really solidify why the Flash is important to the Justice League because he's so young and he has a younger outlook on life. He's able to kind of keep them in check when they get more militaristic. Even Superman can kind of lose it after a while, like being around Batman and Wonder Woman because they're more serious. Yeah. And there is this moment where the Justice League is taken out and Flash runs away and you think like, is he leaving? And no, it's just, it's a moment where they show just how powerful he is and how far he's willing to go to protect the people that he loves. And you get this awesome moment uh, where you actually see him run around the world on multiple times and showing the kind of like raw power he actually has. While there's sci-fi elements that kind of get confusing that are attached to his character, you can see that deep down he's a powerhouse and given the chance he could take out most of the heroes and the villains in the DC universe. And there's a perfect example of that in that episode. So check that out. If you guys want to check that out, the Justice League cartoon is still also just really entertaining if you don't want to just watch that part. So... So we're talking about the new one, Justice League Unlimited, or the OG? Unlimited. Unlimited. Did you like the Flashpoint paradox? I dug that. Yeah, there's okay. a, those. I'm very surprised of how well they adapt a lot of those stories, and mm-hmm. just how entertaining those animated movies are. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if, if people don't know, you can watch that. That's an animated film that came out in 2011. Uh, it was Justice League: The Flashpoint Paradox. So it might be another one to check out. Pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, Sam, where can people find you? Uh, at Sam Basher, S-A-M-B-A-S-H-O-R, on everywhere that matters, Twitter, Instagram, whatnot, but also OnlyStupidAnswers.com. It's a nerdy podcast I host, co-host, and we talk about movies, TV shows, comic books, and kind of anything we want to, and we'd love to have you guys on to talk about whatever you'd like. Hell Ooh, yeah. Okay. And you know me, you can always find me at uh, IffyWideyWay on Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, you know, lots of y'all have been coming through, a lot of the nerd fam 
Hashtag NerdFam coming in on my Twitch stream. So, yeah, definitely twitch.tv slash ifds. Give me a follow. And, you know, if you have Amazon Prime, if you're like, I want to support Ify, but for free. If you got Amazon Prime, you can subscribe to my Twitch for free. But you'd have to come back every month to give me that Prime sub. But thanks, <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks everyone, for stopping by. Just wanted to give you a, a real thank you from my voice on the cast. I've been seeing y'all in my chats while and out. Yes, I'm at Ms. Danny Fernandez. It's M-S-D-A-N-I-F-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z. I appreciate everyone that takes the time to write us and to write at Nerdificent. Please follow at Nerdificent on all the socials. And you can also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. And please give us a five-star review if you like these episodes that we're doing. Man, we've got so many people that wrote us about the MCU one that we did with Hector. I think it's our most listened to, most commented on episode, uh, which we're very proud of. If you haven't listened to that, is a full breakdown of the MCU. Who knew that you could do that in one sitting? We did it. It was um, super long. It was, it was really super good. Long, but it was good. It was I like entertaining. It. Yeah, Sam told me that he listened to it too. And Hector, of course, is just an encyclopedia of Marvel knowledge. And so definitely check that out. And Ify and I, con season is here. And so Ify and I are going to be at all the cons. So hit us up if you're, we'll be tweeting, you know, where we're at and where you can catch us, what panels and, and where we're hosting and stuff. But uh, definitely don't be afraid to reach out to us. If you're going to be at, you know, Anime Expo, E3, I think by the time this drops, it'll be E3. But E3, Anime Expo, Comic Con, everywhere. We are everywhere. We want to be in your lives. Yeah, definitely let us know. If, there, if there's enough of us going to be at some of these cons, maybe we'll do a Nerdificent meetup, you know. Yes. So, yeah, tweet at us. Let us know which cons we'll be at this season. All right. Well, as always, definitely follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Nerdificent. Follow us on Facebook, too. And like we always say, stay nerdy. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today hey guys you know what this playground could use a wine country huh a redwood forest would be cool ski slopes wait did we just invent california discover why california is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com